At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story. They always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Friday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network. Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo's Link Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Where does it stop? It's Gil Alexander. It's Jeff Parlay. Jeffrey, how you got Masters Fever? How your bets doing? You good? Kepka's the only guy. Kepka and. Uh... Big Bob, big Robert McIntyre, the only two guys who really were disappointments for me yesterday. Yeah, the rest of the rest of my guys. Everyone else did okay. Yeah, I got a bunch up towards the top. What could possibly go wrong, right? We'll we'll get into the Masters with Chris Valika here momentarily. Paul Carr will join us to talk Premier League a little later on. Dan Bespers on the NBA. You and I got to go through some uh, NBA tiebreaker scenarios. I also want to talk about potential first round matchups and all of the betting opportunities that I think exist. And really, look at what bets you can make this weekend, potentially, um, in the NBA if, uh, if the lines are appropriate. Vinny Maliulo, as always, will join us uh, to discuss things at the end of every Friday show right here at a Numbers Game. Uh, let's begin with the Bear from ESPN's College Game Day. Stay for Steve of the Bear podcast and, of course, Daily Wager. Oh, we do have a tennis pick later. One and two in tennis yesterday. I know. It happens. It happens. It's Chris Felica, everybody. How you doing, Chris? You suck. <laughs> That's a great way to start. You I mean, we're, we're, we're only we're only up now, probably about forty something units to start of the year, and you, you're you are the worst. That's the best. It's the best start to any show ever. You suck. <laughs> uh, let me ask you this: so, so I the the Masters was just glorious yesterday in so many ways, and it just you know we talk about how March Madness never disappoints; it always delivers. So too does the Masters, and I just want to start with Tiger and get it out of the way first. That was nothing, a, a one under 71 yesterday, nothing short of remarkable, right? I mean, we need to stop and just appreciate this. It, it really was. I mean, I thought coming into the week that uh, there were people, oh, is the way he makes the cut. And like, I kind of said it, like, look, if he's going out there, he feels that he's not going to embarrass himself, and he's able to play, and he knows the course like the back of his hand. So, like, the, the odds of making the cut, I thought, pretty good. I didn't, I didn't think, I mean, we still had 54 holes to play. I mean, I didn't think we were looking at a, at a top 10 or a top 15 type finish. And uh, he, he played great yesterday. We'll see how he does. I mean, he quipped about it at the end of the, uh, the round yesterday about, about how, what's next. And uh, he's like, a lot of ice. <laughs> and uh, I actually played Tony Finau against him. Uh, in the head-to-head today, because Fino put together a pretty good. He had a, he had trouble with he had a double bogey in a par three, and he bogeyed twelve as, as well. But other than that, 
he played a really good round, and he's someone who hadn't necessarily played up to his level during the course of the year. He's kind of tinkered with his putting a lot. But uh, Finau played well, and, and I played him uh, in the head-to-head against Tiger, just thinking, okay, second round now for Tiger. Let's see how his body holds up today. Going to be a little cooler, a little breezier, and that might cause either back problems or his, or his leg to get kind of ouchy. So uh, it was a great round from Tiger. I don't think that was going to blow up. But at the same time, I did play uh, Finau against him in the head-to-head. Uh, so here's the thing, because the weather will sort of turn, as you pointed out, and uh, it will go into tomorrow. Tomorrow expected to be in the 50s, I believe. So and, and the best weather will be this morning, as it appears, until Sunday, perhaps. So there are some guys who are going off this morning. Corey Connors is already birdied, so he is now at three under. M has bogeyed the first hole. So now you have uh, M and Smith, Sung J M and Cameron Smith at a tie uh, at four under. Corey Connors among the group that is now one under, and he's on the course. But for those who are looking to live bet uh, either this morning still or perhaps after today's round, who are the names that you think are within striking distance that you think might have a favorable price right now? I think you had to go all the way down to like the the ROM. Any, any of those guys too over? You come in today with like a seventy-one or a seventy early. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the afternoon? If you, as long as you're within five or six come tomorrow morning, you're still in play. So I, I would take a look. I would take a look at ROM. I would take a look at Xander. I would take a look at Morikawa. And the guy I would really take a look at is Patrick Taylor because he didn't play super on the front on, on, on the first time, I should say. To give you proper master's lingo, uh, but on, on the second nine, he started feeling it a little bit, and he nearly tripped in from the bunker on eighteen. I think he's a guy. I think he goes out at ten thirty. So he's someone I would really take a look at playing to win. Uh, you can still bet live top tens uh, with some of these guys as well. I played his round score under seventy two and a half. I don't know if those are still available to some people. I played him under seventy two and a half. I played John Rahm under seventy one and a half. And then I played Justin Thomas over 72 and a half. And he's going out later today. And you, you and I talked about this uh, with, with Joe Peter as well. Like, he's a guy that I didn't see why everybody loved him. And, and again, he wound up struggling here. So those are the three round totals I played. But, uh, but I, I would take a look at, like, the, uh, the Xanders, the Morikawas, and the Cantleys especially. Uh, from way back, whose prices are never going to be better. Yeah, you, uh, Joe Peter was saying you, you two were on an island with the anti-Justin Thomas uh, opinion heading into this because it seemed like everybody thought this was JT's tournament. We didn't like he didn't even make the coverage at any point barely yesterday. I don't think I remember seeing him once. No, I, I didn't see a single shot, and he, he's someone who in the first round of the Masters he played poorly. He bounced back. Uh, somewhat well in the second round, but he, he, the only top ten he had at the Masters was the November one where the conditions were completely different. So it's not to say he still can't backdoor a, a top 15 or a top 20 or maybe even a top 10, but uh, at, at the same time, I didn't get the price uh, with, with him winning. Here's here's a couple random thoughts, and we'll get your reaction, because these are the things I texted uh, rampantly yesterday, one of which is, so there's the defending champion, Hideki Matsuyama, quietly at even par, right? He's only four shots back at this moment. And I'm not just, I'm not just saying this to you. I said it to Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin, my primetime action partners last night, because they run golf models, and they fully admit Hideki never comes up, right? Maybe it's the putting, whatever it is. He just rarely, if ever, comes up in their models. And here he is just hanging out, lurking, and no one ever mentions him, shouldn't we? He did win the green jacket. Yeah, we really should. And, and the funny thing is, before he won last year, he was like always mentioned. He was always amongst right. the footwork. This is going to be yes. the one he ultimately would. And, and, now you're, and I don't know if it's because of the, the back injury and, and the withdrawal last week. Uh, that, that, that he will, oh, there's no way he's gonna, he can't repeat, uh, which is just so dumb because uh, winning last year has zero correlation to the course this year. But no, the fact that he went out even par, that's a pretty damn good score. So no, uh, he he completely forgotten about. And and you're right, maybe, maybe a little bit of like a, a post hype kind of guy, just because people don't think he can win again, but he certainly could. Uh, by the way, Corey Connors just bogeyed four after birdieing two, so he's back to two under two shots behind the leaders, Sung J.M. and Cameron Smith. Yeah, kind of thought something happened on four with that uh, with with that tee shot, uh, just just because his, his price to win like 
you, you get that bad blink after the birdie, like immediately, like, uh-oh, what are you, what are you doing for? You, you knew his tee shot was bad. So I, I haven't seen it, but, yeah, it was kind of predictable. He didn't, he didn't uh yeah, one of the th- but it brings up a good point about betting on these things because we talked about this yesterday, you and I. Cameron Smith had the had the most interesting scorecard you'll ever see yesterday. He had bookend double bogeys. In between, he went eight under. So, like, if he had just bogeyed both of those, right, he would he would be you know clear of the lead right now by at least two strokes. But it's funny because after the very first hole. He immediately went to, if you're looking at the live numbers, just to give an idea, a sense of how quickly these moves. He bogeyed, he double bogeys the very first hole of a 72-hole golf tournament, and is and he immediately doubled, right from uh, almost doubled from 16 to one to 30 to one to win the entire tournament. Here he is again, co-leader right now. And who knows? You and I didn't know the answer to this. Who knows what he was to to lead the first round, which ultimately he did not do. Right? He, he missed it by a stroke. What a bad beat that was for people who had uh, Cameron Smith to win the first round. But that's just how quickly these things move, and people should be aware of that. Yeah, no, no, no you're right, and, and and that's the beauty of live betting. And I, I said it uh, in, in the column I did for ESPN.com. Like often betting these guys pre-tournament is the worst bet you can make because if a guy has a bad round, like John Rahm, he was, what, 10-1, 11-1, and now he's 30-1 to and eight. He's seven back, but who knows what could happen. I mean, the price down was a hell of a lot better. I mean, sure, his chances of winning probably aren't as great, but also I guess all it took was one ridiculous hole for for his price tip to nearly double. I know people that like, texted me and like, hey, so now this is the time to bet Cam Smith, right? And then they did. So hopefully that will that will work out. What do you think the realistic number after round one? Because Matt Brown last night was saying he thinks anybody lower than two over has no shot. I think that was I felt that that was a little bit of exaggeration. But what do you think the number is? Do you agree with that? I, I think I, I think two is probably the number. Because you got what do you, what do you got? I have the leaderboard in front of me now. There are whew, there there are fifty six guys at two over. Or better. I mean, that's oh, maybe that lot. is the number then. Yeah, maybe that is the yeah, number. Yeah, that, that probably, probably, and again, it, it could, uh, we could be saying something completely differently uh, after the round today because who knows? I mean, the, the cut line is probably going to drop probably to four over, I would say, just based on what I think will happen in the afternoon and some of the dead weight that actually went out and did okay and respectable yesterday will probably fall by the wayside. So, yeah, I, I think two is probably the. Uh, so I wouldn't want to want to get too heavily involved in anybody worse than uh than two over. One more thing, and this I also sent out text about. One was the Hideki, sort of like the lack of love for Hideki. The other one is Scotty Scheffler is just there, right? He's just there. Yep. He's one. He's one stroke back, and it's just like with all this commotion around everything else. I'm just like, you know, Scotty. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if I said it like completely seriously, but I, but I said it would surprise no one if Scotty Scheffler just quietly ended up winning this tournament. He's right there. Could totally see that happening. Yeah, no, it, 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 and, he, and he missed some putts yesterday, or he could have put a better. That was one of the live the live bets I made for top ten. I mean, I, I bet. I bet Grom for top 10. I bet Cam Smith for top 10. And I bet Scotty Scheffler to finish in the top 10 live right now uh, as well. You can still bet these. And, 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 I, and I, that kind of goes to the like, – I don't think Scheffler is going away. Like, like I, he's just going to kind of linger right around that at the top of the leaderboard, I think, the entire time. Chris, enjoy round two. Enjoy the rest of the tournament. We appreciate it as always, man. Okay. Xander versus Hovland. Willie Z, Willie Z versus Speed. Rocker versus Molinari. Those are my other uh, heads today. They'll be in the newsletter. Thank you. Coming back. NBA Talk next. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is your VEASAN Masters Update. Cannon here with your Masters Update live from the D in downtown Las Vegas. Sunjay M, your first round leader, began his day with a bogey on the first hole. He pars the second hole. He moves back into a tie for first place with Cameron Smith. Corey Connors started his day with a birdie. He followed up with a bogey. He is back to two under for the tournament. Tiger Woods at one under par after shooting a 71 on Thursday. He will tee off at 141 Eastern Time, 1041 Pacific Time. Currently, the wind is blowing at about 11 miles an hour. When Tiger tees off, it is supposed to be a steady 18 miles an hour with gusts beyond 20 miles an hour throughout his round. He is currently trading at 33 to 1 to win a sixth green jacket. Tom Hoagie is two under through two holes. Bubba Watson has gotten it back to even par, the two-time Masters champ. Webb Simpson has got it to two under par. Cameron Smith will begin his round this afternoon at four under par and he is the currently the betting favorite at plus 550. Dustin Johnson has found the fairway on the first hole, just getting his second round underway. He is the second choice on the adjusted odds board at plus 650. If you want more Masters betting analysis, you can check out VEASAN's Long Shots podcast. Wes Reynolds and myself will be doing a special episode after the cut to get you ready for the weekend betting at Augusta National. Down sh- download the Long Shots podcast now at vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back to Gil Alexander and a numbers game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on vcin, the sports betting network. Thank you, Brady. Appreciate it. I'm very, uh, very excited. With, with about a half hour left, not a half hour, but I'd say about an hour left in the round yesterday, I think I had about seven guys in the top ten with ties, and I only made like seven not only, but I made seven or eight outrights, which was a lot for me, which I was talking about yesterday, how, how I got completely out of hand. But it looked great. I was just, like, absolutely up at the top of the leaderboard with almost everybody but one. And then in the last hour or two, my goodness, the 18th hole played the most difficult of anything yesterday, just ate up people. And so in the end, who do I have up there? Cam Smith, Scotty Scheffler, Will Zalatoris, all within three shots of the lead, but certainly not as uh, not as you know, congested and dense with my guys, uh, my outrights. Corey Connors, did I mention? Uh, certainly not as con- as uh, dense as it was yesterday, but uh, still several guys circling. It's Smith, Connors, Scheffler, and uh, Zalatoris. Tiger also in there as well. So, again, Sung J.M., Cam Smith right now with the lead, four under. Uh, Cam Smith yet to start his day. Sung Jay has parred, or excuse me, bogeyed the first hole, parred the second. Uh, all right, NBA. Jeff, last night the uh, the Celtics didn't play Jason Tatum. They didn't play Al Horford. And they go into Milwaukee and give the Bucks everything they can handle. And the Bucks end up winning in the end, though, as you kind of thought they would if you were watching that game. You're like, they'll figure out a way here in the end. But we were watching this last night on primetime. We're like, what are the Celtics doing here? They're resting players. And they're do they know? Because, again, they have the vaccine issue, we think where they have unvaccinated players, and so they match up with the Raptors. Oh, my goodness, this could be disastrous for them in the first round of the playoffs. Well, as it worked out for the Celtics yesterday, not only, first of all, they lost, but a fortuitous event also when the Sixers lost to the Raptors. 
So now, with one game left in the season, and that's against a Memphis Grizzlies team that has nothing to play for, because the Grizzlies are locked into the number two hole in the Western Conference, the Celtics need to just win that game, and they would avoid the Raptors, which would be their disaster scenario, even though nobody's talking about that. Because nobody wants to talk about who the Celtics may or may not have as vaccinated players or not. Remember, this all comes down to the Canadian vaccine mandate. So it appears if the Celtics can win that game against the Grizzlies, not appears, but if they do win that game against the Grizzlies, they will have avoided the Raptors. Now, will they end up playing the Brooklyn Nets? That's an entirely different story, which, of course, is another team you may or may not want to avoid. But you clearly want to try to avoid them if you can. But the problem is that all these teams are super congested. Just to work out, though, for folks, because this is where it gets really confusing. The Miami Heat have now clinched the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. And if you're wondering, I was, why that is the case. Because they have a two-game lead over the Milwaukee, uh, two-game lead, rather, over um, yeah, over the Milwaukee Bucks in the uh, in the NBA standings. And you're like, okay, well, why would that be? Because the Bucks could still win their last two games, the Heat could still lose their last two games, and it would still be a tie. Well, I'm glad you asked, even though you didn't ask. Uh, here's the deal. They would both have the same record, so you'd go to the tiebreakers. When you do a two-team tiebreaker then, then you get into – you know, the order of events on those tiebreakers, the first of which would be best record in head-to-head games, well, they tied 2-2. The, uh, we're talking about the Bucks and the Heat. Who's, is one of those teams division winner and the other isn't? No, they'll both be division winners. Talking about the Bucks and the Heat, if it was a two-way tie. Uh, higher, per, higher winning percentage than uh, within the conference. Well, uh, what it would come down to ultimately for the two teams is that they could still be tied uh, in, in that category as well. What ends up happening is the Heat clinch based on higher winning percentage against playoff teams in their own conference. So with the Celtics and Sixers losing last night, there can't be a three-way tie if that makes sense for the number one seed. It could only be a two-way tie, and the Heat get that no matter what on higher winning percentage against teams, playoff teams rather, within the same conference. So the Heat are the number one seed. The Heat are locked in. And if you're the Heat now, you have a game coming up against the Hawks, and you have to think to yourself, okay, are the Heat just going to rest their players now that they know they have the number one seed, or are they going to try to manipulate who they play in the 1-8 and if you believe that the team, if you believe that the Nets are most likely to get seven, which is probably the case after a play-in, between the Hawks, the Cavaliers, and the uh, Charlotte Hornets, who would you least want to play? The answer is probably the Hawks. So maybe the Heat come out and they try to beat the Hawks if they're thinking that far in advance. So, so it's a very difficult sort of bet to make uh, tonight between the Heat and the Hawks. In fact. It has toggled between favorites, and you may not want any part of that because who knows what they're thinking at this point. Do they want to rest? Do they want to influence who they play in the 1-8? I don't know. Now, as far as Dan Bespris, Dan Bespris is coming up later. By the way, Hawks now a one-point favorite. The Heat were a favorite earlier this morning. But I don't want any part of that game because I don't know how the Heat are going to approach it because they could go one of two ways on that. As far as the uh, the Dan Bespris pick of the Celtics winning the Atlantic Division, Man, did this work out for the Celtics in terms of avoiding the Raptors. But the Celtics now are 50-31. and 31. If they beat the Grizzlies, they are going to be Atlantic Division champions. There is, a, there is still a scenario, though, where if they were to lose to the Grizzlies, and again, the Grizzlies have nothing to play for, but if they were to lose to the Grizzlies, then there are multiple scenarios, right, where the Sixers could could pass and that's the only way the Sixers would have to win their last two the Celtics would have to lose their final game so right now the Celtics really in the driver's seat for Atlantic Division futures if you had the Celtics at that great price at 25 to 1 when Bespris came on there there's also scenarios between the Bucks and the Celtics in terms of a 2-3 tie and there's a scenario where the Bucks Celtics and Sixers could all be in a three-way tie and those get those ties get broken in different ways the Bucks and Celtics would, would get broken in the same exact way we just described the Heat and the Bucks, and that would actually come down to best record perhaps against conference playoff teams, and the Celtics would win on that over the Bucks. Um, and then if it's a three-way tie between the Bucks, Celtics, and Sixers, 
the Sixers would end up being four because the Sixers lose the round robin head to head. They will have both the Sixers will have been beaten in the season series to both the Bucks and the Celtics. So there's all kinds of things that I've already made people's heads explode. I understand. But the, the main things we want to understand from a betting perspective is I'm not touching the Heat and the Hawks tonight because I don't know the motivation of the Heat. Do they want to influence their 1-8 opponent or not? But I will say this, Jeff. Projecting forward to the first round of the NBA playoffs, I think there are going to be massively great series bets. Because if it does end up as Celtics-Nets in a 2-7, you know the public is going to love the Nets. You get a really favorable price on the Celtics. And I think there are scenarios where if it's the Sixers and the Raptors, I think you could get a great price on the Raptors. I think there's going to be a lot of great opportunities in the Eastern Conference playoffs, maybe even the West too. But there are certain ones in the combos in the East, which I think are going to be imminently bettable. We're going to be able to continue this in, in the next segment as well, Gil, because the Raptors, after watching last night yeah. with the Sixers and the Raptors, and now we have seen this over the last week, a few weeks, Doc Rivers is such a humongous liability for the Sixers where they just keep blowing big leads. The last four games now that they've lost, they've had 14 or more point leads, and they've all and they've blown them all and lost. Toronto's better coached. They are – if Siakam's going to play even half as well as he did last night, Toronto's very much live. Also, we know now Matisse Thybul not vaccinated because he didn't play last night. Well, I don't know. There was a list before where he was vaccinated. But it was one of those where he was ineligible to play was the reason he was out last night. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, your point is well taken, though. I asked, I asked Kelly Bidlin on primetime a week ago. I was like, oh, who do you think can legitimately win the NBA title? Like, really, in your mind's eye, who do you think? And he included the Sixers in that, and that was the one team where I disagreed. I was like, there, there is no scenario where I see that team, that outfit, especially the way Harden's up and down winning this the uh, title. We'll come back. We'll continue this right here. VEASAN's A Numbers Game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSID200 to win $200 in free bets. When you place a $10 money line wager on any major league baseball game and either, tits, uh, either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome, enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the King of Sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotion subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. We get tweets at beating the book. Always appreciate the feedback. Oh, everybody uh, hit me because I made the Cam Smith comment where I said uh, bad beat for everybody who had him as first round leader. Yeah, that seems to resonate with folks. Uh, this is from uh, Sneakers. Sneakers 10, he said, thanks for rubbing salt in the wound this morning. I was trying to forget, LOL. He had Cam Smith as the uh, first-round leader at 25-1. to 1. Remember Cam Smith with bookend double bogeys. He went into 18 looking good, and then he double bogeyed it, and Sungjae got him at the end, so that was just brutal. This is from, do-do-do, oh, this is from Danny. Uh, bring the rain with some tennis picks, baby. I got one coming up. Uh, Ace approves. Uh, you get tweets, bad, oh, bad beat indeed, he said. Had Cam Smith, first round leader, plus 28.58, bookend double bogeys, thumbs down. Yeah, man. This is from Bruce Dobing. Now, I heard about this, Jeff. I don't know if you saw this, but I heard about this from several people. Yesterday, he said, ESPN interviewed Joey Votto live as he was playing first base against Atlanta. He was brilliant and talked inside baseball, a broadcast game changer. I want to see this. So now, because remember, they did this. They did this with Mookie Betts during a uh, a Grapefruit League game a couple years ago. I believe he was playing for Boston at the time, and he was in the outfield. Remember, they were interviewing him during the game, and then somebody hit a liner down down the right field line, and he was like, "Whoa, I got to go get this!" While you know, while they had him mic'd up while they were doing the live interview, and that was super cool. But I think that was Grapefruit League. So now that's what we're doing. We're doing regular season in-game interviews while players are on the field. That sounds awesome, by the way. Anything to spice it up. You got to get the right person. Well, remember, they did this in the all They've done this in the All-Star game a few years running now. Yeah, but again, these are games that count. No, I I understand that. Yeah. But anything to make the sport more interesting is good. Hells yeah. 
By the way, welcome back, baseball. Did you have the Padres last night? Padres, do you Darvish no hitting the uh, no hitting the D backs through six? Gil, I'll be completely honest with you. Yeah. I did not realize that the Padres blew that game until uh, six thirty this morning. Oh my goodness. Seth Beer, by the way, was awesome in college. Mm-hmm. He's going he's a guy who could hit thirty home runs pretty easily at some point. Here are the here are the overreactions, uh the the criminally uh amazingly ridiculous overreactions to day one of baseball. Obviously, Corbin Burns is trash. Throw out all your tickets on Corbin Burns. Kidding, of course. Um, Bobby Wood Jr. is going to win the Rookie of the Year. Game-winning RBI for the Royals. And uh, Miles Straw is going to win the Stolen Base title. There it is. Miles Straw winning the Stolen Base title is not a crazy one. No, I mean, none of them are. um, I'm joking about all of them, by the way. I'm just saying people, people coming up with reactions after day one. I will tell you the one thing, though, that you might be able to read from, from day one. The Pirates are going to suck worse than ever before. Three things that stood out to me. Again, it's day one of baseball, Gil. Yes. So there's only 161 more games for all these teams that played yesterday. And 162 for others. Yes. You're 100% running the Pirates. They're going to be hilariously terrible. Oh, my God. Especially if they decide to keep O'Neill Cruz in the minors longer than they should. The Guardians are going to be, even with Ramirez, are going to have a horrible offense. And... Juan Soto is going to do so many spectacular things on a 64-win team. Yeah, yeah, especially when they trade Nelson Cruz at the trade deadline. The other thing is Shohei last night, man. Shohei was was fantastic. Didn't do anything at the plate, as it turns out. By the way, you see the Angels were batting Matt Duffy in the cleanup spot? 27-career home run Matt Duffy in the, uh, in the cleanup spot for the Angels yesterday. But, um... Angels, by the way, losing to the Astros uh, yesterday by the score of 3-1. to one. But uh, for Shohei, for those who have Shohei tickets uh, like I do, Shohei for MVP, Shohei for Cy Young. Shohei yesterday, uh, four and two-thirds, gave up uh, one earned run on four hits, nine Ks against one base on balls. Uh, Joe Madden pulled him after 80 pitches. So uh, Astros get it done as slight dogs in that one, three to one. So welcome back, baseball, with your bad beats, specifically in that uh, Padres-Diamondbacks game. I don't know if that's a bad beat. It's just baseball. Just baseball happened. Uh, back to the NBA, though, Jeff, your thoughts, because you wanted to continue on this. So you just – that that's what I was really getting at, because I asked JVT the same question, too. I was like, okay, really, as you look at the NBA championship now, like who you legitimately feel, just project forward. Imagine yourself in, in late May and early June – who could you really see winning the NBA title? And the only team I really push back against is Philly, because for me, it ends up being any combination of Phoenix, obviously, Boston, quite frankly, Milwaukee, and if the stars align, and I know this is a homerism thing for me, for my adult life, if the stars were to align for the Golden State Warriors. But really, for me, I get back to the very first comment I made before the season ever started when we looked at those futures odds, and we saw that the Milwaukee Bucks were 9-1 to one to win the NBA title. And I said at the time, I was like, in my lifetime, in my lifetime, we have never seen a defending champion have that long odds. And I get the reasons for it. There was a whole bunch of injuries for opposing teams in last year's playoffs. But 9-1, to one, you got to be kidding me. If the Bucks played the Suns in the NBA title in the NBA uh, Finals just like last year, would you be in the least bit surprised? I would bet Milwaukee is an underdog in that series. I think there's going to be so many great opportunities. In this yeah, I, I, I'm going to throw Brooklyn and Miami in that list as well. Uh, See, I I do not believe the Brooklyn Nets are going to get out of the first round. So. Brooklyn against Milwaukee is a very possible matchup, so I do lean that direction. But if they draw anyone else, they are capable of beating any. Of course, they're capable of beating anyone when you have the best scorer in the world. So I'm not going to throw them out. They would be at the bottom of my list. But here it is. They're they're only at this point, right, unless something completely wacky happens this last weekend. At this point, they're either going to draw, assuming they're seven. I know what they say about assuming. Makes you regret something you said earlier, I believe. Yeah, I think that's a phrase. Um they're either going to face the Bucks or the Celtics. I don't think they're beating either of those teams, man. It would, I would be curious to see. I know you mentioned before you could be have a possible good betting opportunity on Boston. 
I don't know what that line would be with the Celtics. I imagine Brooklyn would be favored, but I don't think they'd be a big favorite. Milwaukee should be favored over Brooklyn, and if they're not, then bet Milwaukee in that series. Oh, my God, for sure. Yeah, the I add Miami because they are great at home. They just, I know it was a bubble season, but they made the finals two years ago, and they have a great coach. So I'm not going to discount them from getting to the finals. And then once you're there, you I can obviously with, I win. I agree it. with that. I agree with that. And then in the West, I, a lot has to happen for Golden State to get there. But yeah. it's obviously Steph is still there. You still have a Kerr who coached him through this dynasty. Clay, again, if you could play the Lakers every day, it would be old Clay every single time. Uh, and at least Draymond's playing. Do you give the Memphis Grizzlies? So this is the, the debate on the Grizzlies is, was this just a team that played so hard every regular season game because they're young and they can do that kind of thing and they got the energy and they got the attitude, but come playoff time, all of that goes by the wayside? Or do you legit think that they are a team that could forget forget win a series, contend for a title? Oh, they would be a team that if they make the Western Conference Finals and make life very difficult for Phoenix, that would not surprise me at all. And I know that's... Kind of silly to say about the two seed, yeah. But they're they're winning their first round series. Whoever gets the seven out west, they're beating whoever that is. And then them and Golden State, look, they've played the Warriors pretty well this year. I know the Warriors haven't had guys in a few of their matchups. Let me, but let me go back to your statement about Memphis though beating anybody. What what if it were Memphis and the Clippers, and you have the veteran Clippers of Paul George and just. Memphis is Memphis is assuming Kawhi doesn't make a triumphant assuming, return. Assuming that Kawhi, yeah, because if Kawhi <laughs> comes back, anything. Yeah, and I know it would be the first first games of the year, and Kawhi's not coming back. We would at least have some inkling that he would be at this point. I would I would expect Memphis to beat the Clippers in five. I think they'd handle the Clippers easily. I actually think Minnesota would give them a tougher time. Yeah, I don't so, know. I we'll don't see. Know. I, I expect them to win a series. It'd be a tough one against Golden State. Den- though. Denver with reinforcements, you give no. any. Jamal Murray for the first time all year in Porter in multiple months. I, I just if they're playing Golden State, they're not beating them in this. They're not beating them in, unless if Jokic just does something so outrageous. I, I genuinely genuinely believe there's going to be amazing first round. Like, and this is never the case in the NBA, right? Because the NBA is super top heavy historically, but there's going to be plenty of awesome series opportunities in the first round. But in the end, I really do believe there's only four or five teams that can legit win this. Milwaukee Phoenix is what I I, would, yeah. I expect the rematch. That's what I expect. Also, real quick, Gil, I whoever the Bulls play in the first round, I will be betting that team to sweep Chicago oh, because the Bulls play terribly sweep. against good teams. To sweep, yes, they're horrible against good teams. Um, finishing three in the East to get to put, face the Bulls as it looks right now is really the, the uh, first-round prize for sure. Uh, we'll repeat Chris Felica's head-to-heads if those haven't gone off uh, at Augusta yet. I'll give you my tennis pick of the day. And Paul Carr on the Premier League next numbers game. Visa the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. 
work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo. Zumo Play. This is your VEASAN Masters Update. Dustin Johnson begins his second round with a par at the first hole. He remains at three under par and now two shots off the lead once again as Sun J.M. birdies the third hole and moves back into possession of the lead by himself at five under par for the tournament. Harold Varner the third. He is seventh on tour in second round scoring and he is one under par through three holes on his round. Now to two under par for the tournament and trading currently at 80 to one to win the Masters beginning the day he was at a hundred to one 2017 champ Sergio Garcia is in red figures at one under par for the tournament he's also at 80 to one to add a second green jacket Rory McIlroy Brooks Kepka and Matthew Fitzpatrick on the first tee box getting ready to start their second round momentarily sign up now for the VEASAN spring special it's only $19 and you get everything we offer through May 1st including daily best bet emails 24 7 streaming, our Major League Baseball season preview, and of course the VSIN NFL draft betting guide, our live coverage of the entire draft as well. Sign up now at vsin.com slash draft. Now back to Gil Alexander and a numbers game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. A uh, few things. One, I think Brent Musburger's head is trying to escape from Brady's chest. Have you noticed that, Jeff? Very interestingly placed head on, on uh, Brent and uh, Brady's get up there. Uh, thank you, Brady, for that. Uh, a few takeaways. One, uh, Sung J.M., please go away. I do not have a Sung J.M. ticket. And he is, uh, as Brady said, five under, back to five under after bogeying one and now uh, birding three through four. He's five under for the tournament. One stroke lead again over Cam Smith, who is still in the clubhouse today. Uh, and then uh, Harold Varner. Did you see Varner yesterday? So he was sort of the opposite of Kepka. Kepka was, was going great. And then he had like a foot and a half putt on 11, and he biffed it. And then it was just a bogey parade after that. He ended up going five over, I think, on the back nine yesterday. So he just completely played himself out of it after that biff, technical term. And then Varner, I want to say it was 13. Was it the par 5 13 yesterday? He almost had an albatross. You see that shot that he hit? Like Nick Valdo was like, oh, this seems very aggressive. Very aggressive indeed. And Varner almost sunk it. And Varner had no expression on his face whatsoever afterwards. Because Valdo had to do the whole about face where he's like, oh, wow, pretty good shot after all. And uh, and uh, Varner, Varner had no expression. You're like, how do you have no expression? You just hit the shot of your life. But then it was, uh, I was told, I was told, well, because he was probably terrified of his like foot putt more than the actual shot he hit. That was unbelievable. So Varner in this thing, three strokes back, and uh, along with a, with a bunch of others who are two under. But again, it's uh, Sung J.M. with the one-stroke lead uh, over Cam Smith at five under for him. Uh, okay, um, let me repeat the Chris Felica head-to-heads in case, uh, in case some of these, I think some of these are still available, if not all three of them, um, with tee times here. Because Chris mentioned them real quickly towards the end of his segment, but he's on Xander versus Hovland today. He is on Zalatoris versus Spieth. He is on Sepp Straka versus Molinari in a head-to-head. And he is on Tony Finau versus Tiger. So he's fading Tiger in the Tony Finau versus Tiger head-to-head. So any or all uh, any or all of those might still be available. Those are Chris Felica's head-to-heads that he mentioned earlier on the show. I have one tennis pick. Uh, remember, yesterday we went one and two. The favorite hit, the two dogs didn't get there. Or as uh, Felica said at the very top of the show today to me, you suck which was the greatest beginning to any numbers game ever. I only have one today. Uh, this, is in, uh, this is in Bogota, Colombia. Bogota, uh, where uh, they're having the, the uh, Bogota Open today, or as uh, they call it down there, the Copa Colsanitas. I am on Irina Barra. Irina Barra is a Romanian player. 
we're getting plus 150 on her against Kamila Rakamova of Russia. Yeah, Bora shouldn't be plus 150. That should be way closer to a coin flip. Maybe Bora should be a slight dog in this. Um, but I, w- I would play this anywhere down to about plus 120, plus 125, to be quite honest with you on Bora. But I got her at plus 150. You may find her in the plus 140s right now. But Irina Bara down in Bogota, Colombia, is the play, the tennis play of the day. Speaking of playing dogs uh, like Bara, we got three, count them, three dogs in the Premier League. Let's bring in Paul Carr from the Expected Value Podcast, of course, True Media Networks. And uh, you can follow him on Twitter, at Paul Carr, former ESPNer as well. Paul, you have, uh, you have gone on an underdog spree this morning. I know it's a little, little crazy for me, but I, I like all three of these plays. I think going into this weekend, by the way, your reaction to my comment of the overreaction where I was like, Bobby Witt's going to be rookie of the year, like rookie of the year to MVP. My God's sake. That's right. First place Royals, Bobby Witt for MVP. Everything's great. <laughs> Listen, man, you already had uh, one championship with the Jayhawks. Don't get greedy here. <laughs> Don't get greedy. All right. I'll settle down. All right. So there is a, uh, there's a huge game in the premier league between Liverpool and man city. We will wait to get to that third, but first your first two before that. Yeah, we're going to start tomorrow. Uh, Tottenham at Aston Villa. Tottenham has been playing great the last month or so. They've won five out of six. They're in fourth place ahead of Arsenal right now, although Arsenal has a game in hand. So my Arsenal top four bet I'm getting a little nervous on right now. But Tottenham's they've looked good. Five wins by multiple goals. They've scored two plus in all six. The underlying numbers match up. This doesn't look like, uh, you know, it's fluky and they're just getting red hot finishing. Harry Kane and Sung Hyung Min have 10 goals in the last six games. They're just looking really good. They finally, they scuffled a bit in the middle of the season under Antonio Conte and now everything's coming up Tottenham. Villa's Hasn't been great. Three straight one goal losses. Maybe a little unlucky, but just haven't been playing very well, generating a whole lot under Gerard. Uh, and I don't know if history, you know, it doesn't really mean much necessarily, but Tottenham still won 15 out of 20 at Aston Villa or against Villa and six straight at Villa Park. So I like Tottenham to win this one, uh, plus 125 on the road Saturday. Tottenham also uh, vying for uh, Champions League status. They are tied with Arsenal right now, fourth place. Uh, Tottenham with 54 points, Arsenal with 54, Tottenham technically in fourth right now, but they are vying for that as well. And now uh, this one, Brentford and West Ham. West Ham also a stone's throw away from uh, Champions League uh, positioning. They're at 51 points. They're in sixth place in the Premier League, but you're going the other way on this. Yeah, I don't, I don't think anyone's really thinks everyone kind of wonders how West Ham is still hanging around the fringes of this top four race. I think it says more about the lack of quality in everybody else uh, than anything. Uh, but Brimford has kind of turned into one of the late stories of the season. And it's really Christian Erickson. Uh, you know, if you're a casual soccer fan, the last time you saw Christian Erickson was probably last summer uh, at Euros when he collapsed on the field, uh, almost died to be frank. Mm-hmm. And now he's back. He's playing. Is he? he scored? He scored for Denmark in the international break on the same field that he collapsed on. So it's a phenomenal story. Uh, and strictly from an on the field perspective, he's got this Brentford attack uh, looking good. And it's not just him. Several other Brentford players are healthy and West Ham's in sixth. He mentioned Brentford's down in 14th, but their numbers since January are almost the same. The, the underlying numbers of shots and expected goals and such. So I like Brentford to win this one at home. Plus 175 is the price I got. I'd play a little bit lower uh, if need be. Brentford's just, they're, they're playing well. You get good plus money on what I think is a pretty even matchup at home. I'm going to jump on that. Christian Eriksen falling in that, in that Euro Cup game is about mm-hmm. the only thing that the casual soccer better remembers from the entire yeah. Euro Cup. And so he is playing and playing well, you said, for Brentford. He is, yes. Playing wow. for Brentford, playing for Denmark. He scored against Chelsea wow. uh, last weekend. So, yeah, he's he's back and you know, not about, don't know about better than Edever, right. but he's as good as he has been and, and looking good. Yeah. Okay, so Tottenham plus 125 over Aston Villa. Brentford plus 175 over West Ham. And then... There's this at the top of the Premier League standings and Premier League season is 38 games. We are 30 games into it for both of these two clubs and they are head and shoulders above the other teams. It's Man City and Liverpool. Man City right now at 73 points through 30 games. Liverpool at 72 points through 30 games and the two teams play this weekend and you have a play. 
I do. Yeah. If you watch, if you're a casual fan and you, you know, you parachute in for the big games, this is the big game to watch in the premier league. It's not going to necessarily decide the title, but the winner, if there is one is going to have a leg up with seven games to go. They're the two best teams, not just in the premier league in the world. I mean, they're the two favorites in champions league. They've looked like the best all year is uh, that the next cut of Chelsea and Bayern and such have scuffled a little bit. So yeah, this is as big as the league games get. And Generally speaking, City's been better over the course of the season, and Liverpool's been better over the last few months. So this is a, a very even matchup. Uh, since January 1st, let's look at Liverpool, how well they've been playing. 17 wins, three draws, one loss, and that loss was to Inter Milan in the second leg of Champions League, and Liverpool advanced anyway. So it's a little bit weird in that sense. Uh, so I just think Liverpool's a little bit better, so I'm leaning Liverpool in general. Uh, and I think this is a case where you can get a pretty good price on a draw. I played this at plus 270. Uh, it might be drifting down a little, so I wouldn't go a whole lot lower than that. Uh, I do think Liverpool's price has been drifting up a bit. You know, it was about 240 yesterday. I've seen it like 255 now, which I may end up sprinkling a little bit on as well. It's just a very even matchup. It's at City. Uh, these two teams have played even matchups lately. Four of the last eight games have been draws. So I've played the draw at plus 270. I lean Liverpool on the hole here. All right, and that's 11.30 a.m. Eastern on Sunday, 8.30 Pacific. Liverpool and Man City. Paul is on the draw at plus 270. You see uh, his uh, three-dog card. I believe that was the name of an old rock band. Three-dog card, I believe that was. Eli's coming. Paul Carr. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. You bet. Have a good one. You too. Dan Bespers next on the NBA. It's a numbers game. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Work. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.